Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This episode of No Credentials Required is brought to you by Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no bullshit and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim to only serve the highest quality organic air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you with the value you deserve for your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air roasted, 100% money back guarantee. Visit invadercoffee.com, enter promo code BELLYUP at checkout and receive 15% off your order. This is No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Corey Mansfield and Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 15 of No Credentials Required. We are brought to you by Belly Up Sports, and we're part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. And on with me is a man who will have 11 people at his house on Thanksgiving, defying the orders of our of our governor. We've got Corey Mansfield. Corey, how are we feeling tonight? <laughs> the 11th person will be our governor looking in my window. <laughs> Do you know there's, selling, so there's a company selling decals? Yeah, I know. I know. I actually ordered, I actually ordered one this, after, this, this, this evening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, now he's calling out sheriff saying they got to do their jobs. So, but you know what? Doesn't matter. People are going to do what they want. So yep, have fun this an, Thanksgiving. That's an entirely different podcast. And I actually went to the, that website that sells the decals. Um, maybe I'll put it on our, on our, our socials for this, uh, for, for uh, when we post the episode, but uh, they're selling not only Cuomo cutouts, they're also selling Gavin Newsom from Cal from uh, California, oh, the Washington the Washington State Governor, 
and Michigan's state governor. So oh. it's it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's it's also kind of funny. I mean, you have more than a certain amount of people at your house because we because we obviously with the COVID rates going up and everything, you know. Yeah, we could go. We could go on a tangent on this subject. But we're going to keep it. Like I said, we're going to try to keep it in a tight thirty-ish minutes uh, situation. But but it's just kind of crazy how things are with the with with COVID and not government's not trusting their people, and it's just it's crazy. It's crazy. But we're not here to talk about politics. We're here to talk about sports, and we're going to start off our okay. show with a little bit. LeBron of- James, right? LeBron James. LeBron James. Yeah, not here to talk about. We're here to talk about sports, not politics, right? LeBron uh, James, yeah, it goes the other way with it. Okay, so. I gotcha, I gotcha. All right, so we're gonna do some uh, college football, like we've been doing the last last month or two, and we're gonna do that, some of that tonight. We're talking about the NHL season in flux. Uh, we got a, a pretty significant update locally here in the Albany area about one college hockey player entering the trans. Entering the transfer portal, we'll go into our in, – in lieu of uh, the Mando Minute, as I've started to call it for our pop culture corner, we're going to do some Thanksgiving food power rankings. And Corey had a rant a couple weeks ago about game shows. I've got a rant tonight about something that, about something that violates – just violates everything that I've known about about soda. and 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 Or for those of you in the Midwest, you call it pop. That's just weird. But anyway, let's dive into some college football. Corey, did you get a chance to watch some uh, – which which game did you get a chance to watch this weekend? I watched the Indiana-Ohio State game. Um, okay. That was a a really good college football game. Um, I'm sure you probably watched part of it too, or if not the whole thing. I actually actually didn't get a chance to watch it. I was kind of going – I was switching back and forth between a couple of games. Um, but I understand that. You know, I I, I kind of stopped paying attention to it. Actually, my Saturday, some of my Saturday afternoon was spent down in the in Latham at the at the opening of, of uh, Duck Donuts, yeah. which is okay, awesome. we got to get we got to get into this real quick. Okay, let's go into <laughs> Duck Donuts. Okay, so Ryan and me like think alike. So I get up Saturday morning and I said to my wife, "Hey, Duck Donuts opened. I'm going to go to Duck Donuts now." Bear in mind, Ryan and me live about what'd you say about 15, 20 minutes apart. Yeah, we're about 15, 20 minutes away from 15, yeah. 15 minutes away from each other. So I live closer to Duck Donuts than he does. So I hop on Route 9, take it down to Latham, which is where Duck Donuts is, and I proceed to see the line wrapped around the building. So me being the complete pessimist that I am, just continue <laughs> just continued to drive so i took the next best option which is dunkin donuts so i just went in and and i'll and i will tell you this i was very impressed with those dunkin donuts they were much better than i remember being dunkin donuts you know being um so i get home and all of a sudden i go on social media and there are these two feet standing in front of i don't even know what it was like a duck foot Saying, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a decal. <laughs> staying six feet apart. It's like pops right up. I didn't even know. And then I realized it was Ryan who proceeded <laughs> to go over to Duck Donuts and wait to get like a dozen donuts for what, like 60 bucks or something? No, I got half a dozen donuts for eleven ninety nine. Okay. Okay. So but, two, but, two. but they're fresh made. I mean, that's part of the, that's part of the, uh, the, the, the allure of Duck Donuts. If you've never been, in, if you've never been in Outer Banks, North Carolina, that's where it originates from. It's not; they're not made from duck. 
it's the, the, the name of the town is called Duck, North Carolina. And that's where the donut, that's where this place originated from. Now they're franchised up all the way up at the uh, all the way up the East Coast and they finally opened one around around our area. So I waited in line for about 20 minutes to get in the door so I can make my order. And then 10 minutes later, I got my half dozen donuts and my large iced coffee. And I so went home and what, I was ate it drink and be two, married. Was it worth $2 a donut? Yes. Oh, yeah. They're fresh made. They're so fresh made. They're here, still warm is, when you get the box. We're going on a tangent here, but I like this tangent. <laughs> what? How, how high would you go to pay for a donut? I'm not saying a donut from Duck Donuts, Dunkin' Donuts. How high would you go for like a really good donut. Would you go $5 for a donut? Yeah, I would. Would you? Yeah. I, I think five's my limit. I don't think I would go after that. Then, you know, I mean, you got to be, you, you know, some people are those quality over quantity people. I think I'm kind of in between. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm more of a quality person for sure. I'll, I'll pay a good, I'll pay a, a nice price to have a good, a good something, anything. Yeah. If I think it's worth the price, I'll take it. I'll go for it. So I will go to Duck Donuts in like six months when there's nobody there in the morning. So see, that's the thing though. Like if you, I, I don't know if Corey's, if you ever, if you ever been in Outer Banks, North Carolina, that's the way it usually is. Like especially on the weekends, on Saturdays and Sundays, the line goes out the door to get yourself a nice dozen or half dozen donuts, maple maple ba- bacon donut or something like that. Oh, the maple bacon is out. Oh man, it's life changing. <laughs> it's life changing. You know what? I actually, I had the the. I think it was a from Dunkin' Donuts. I had the strawberry. It was like strawberry icing with like ras raspberry uh, filling. I think I'm not sure, but it was outstanding. I was like I said, I haven't had Dunkin' Donuts in forever, and I just took the next All best right, we, option. So. We may have to we may have to do a special video for uh, for for <laughs> Billy Up Sports. Like two two fat guys in line for uh, two chubby guys in line for dunk for uh, Duck Donuts. <laughs> the, the, the the pastry lineup, you know. Oh man, power pastry power pole. But uh, <laughs> so anyway, so you watched the Ohio State Indiana game. I was kind of eh so about so you it. Went to, you went to Duck Donuts and you came back and I watched. Uh, I down the three donuts I ate. They were awesome. And then I watched the uh, Cincinnati uh, UCF game. Okay. Yep. So I watched. That's the only. That's one of the college football games I watched this afternoon. But I understand Ohio State was up big on Indiana, and Indiana came storming back. They they did not allow Ohio State to go in the end zone in the fourth quarter, and they almost wound up tying the game, taking it overtime. You know that game. What really stood out to me was first of all. You could get to Justin Fields. I think he had three picks in that game. I'm not positive. I think he had yeah, three, he threw three switches, picks, which was more than he's had like in this whole season. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the resiliency of Indiana to come back. Just when you think Ohio State, and, and I'll tell you what, Indiana had a chance to to come back and tie up the game. There was they had a possession. I think they had a three and out. But I, yep. this kind of gets me to my point or, or uh, a rant that I'm going to have. Um, and it's not about any beverages or any donuts. Um, at the end of the game, they were, I think, on like their 40-yard line. Um, time was expiring. Why are they doing the lateral play? I mean, I would I, be interested to have one of these science people who do, you know, like those sports science people. Yeah. What are the odds you're going to score a touchdown on a ladder play or a Hail Mary? What's the better percentage? And like that's the thing. Like every team's got that guy, and that can. Ch- every team does it. They get a guy who can chuck the ball in the end zone. 
uh, right. I, I would assume Indiana had that. Um, but they did the latter play, and I'm like, huh, why wouldn't – especially having seen what happened last week in the NFL to the Bills um, or two weeks ago, you would think that you know teams would take a shot at the end zone. And I was really kind of like, huh, the odds have to be if you throw the ball that far down the field and it gets in the end zone, even if you tip it, the chances of you catching that have to be greater than a ladder play. Right. You know, you're not going to lateral. You how many? T- you have to lateral it so many times, and then there's a there could be forward passes. It could get fumbled. There's more defenders. Think about all the defenders that are on the line of scrimmage or in that area at that point, or past the lines. And then you have people who are way downfield. The odds have to be with the hail mary. I mean, how do you? Th- what do you think about that? I, I would like to see what those odds are. I mean, you don't really see. I mean, what's the last time you saw a lateral? A team lateral. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner six seven times and score a touchdown in, in college at any level yeah and same with hell mary's i mean tulsa i mean tulsa had a hell mary play to tie the game to tie their game on uh i think it was like thursday or friday so in their game against tulane they were down they came back they, they threw a hail mary tied the game and went up winning that game by uh, by six I mean, yeah, I would like to see. I would love to see those odds. And by the way, Corey, speaking of college football, breaking news as we record: the CFP has been announced for the top for the top the first rankings of twenty of twenty twenty. Who are they? I was about to say, you want to take a stab at those teams, or you want me to just give them out? It's got to be Alabama, Notre Dame, one two. Yep. Who's three four? Probably Ohio State and Cincinnati. Nope. So one is Alabama, two Notre Dame, three Clemson, four Ohio State, Texas A&M, and Florida are the first two teams out. Really, Clemson? That Clemson gets way too much respect. Way too. Yeah, and they haven't haven't played a game in two weeks either. (laughs) Yeah, way too much respect. I mean, but you know what? It is a star power. It's the star power with Justin Lawrence. It's just they they lost a note. So so. So basically, what you're saying is like they're that much. I I don't I don't like that, and that's you're why lost I, for words, aren't you? <laughs> I, am. I I just I I think you know I mean this week kind of shaped up some you know stuff, but uh, obviously you know Indiana losing, um, they're they're going to be knocked out of the top ten, way down. Um, you know Ohio State I think has flaws. Watching them play Indiana, I think you can get after Fields, and I think that you can make him make bad decisions. So I still think they're a solid. I think there are three. They would be the three I would want to see. Um, I still think that a team like a Cincinnati or a BYU. I, I, I mentioned BYU. I think that they could get in. Um, but it, if Clemson Indi- loses, Indiana only dropped three spots in the AP poll. They're number twelve. Yeah, the thing about that that frustrates me is if Clemson loses another game, what are they going to do? Put them at four? Like, come on! Like if if. If they lose another game, they're they're toast. 
You know, and speaking of speaking of losing games, what happened to Penn State? It's that kind of year, man. It's that kind of year. <laughs> so this is so here's the standings. So the CFP standings, you got, you know, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, top four. Texas AM and Florida, they're the first two out. Cincinnati's at seven. BYU is at fourteen. That's no respect. No, not a respect at all. No respect at all. And my team crushed toward Coastal Carolina also, you know, they're 20th in the uh, in the CFP standing. Right. So, but you know, and they won this weekend. They beat App State. They covered the spread. <laughs> a late touchdown, a pick six. So, yeah, CFP gets released and, you know, all hell breaks loose, obviously, with the top four and the two, first two teams out and BYU getting absolutely no respect. But I mean, if BYU wins out their next couple of games, they'll, they'll, I think they at least garnish a New Year's Day bowl consideration. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I like to watch. I think Indiana's a good team. I, I, I still do. I, I mean, they lost that game, but they, they have that, that, that program going in the right direction. Yeah, the Michael Penix is a legit quarterback. I think if he stays in Indiana in a cup for another season or two, I think he, I think he wins the Heisman. I think he takes a, a Heisman. And if Indiana keeps trending up, then it might it might want up being a Big Ten champion sometime. But I guess they're Ohio State, as always do. All right, so we're going to move on to the NHL. And there's some things that have come out recently. I actually wrote up a little, did a little write-up on Billy Up Sports this, uh, that was released this morning about the NHL season uh, being in flux uh, and the fact that they were looking to get the season started by January 1st. I don't know whether they're not going to have a winter classic. I doubt they're going to have a winter classic this year, uh, being with everything going on with COVID. But there are some things that kind of came out in over the last week that have kind of troubled me. And the first thing being that the the league has asked the players' association to take another ten percent off of, of, uh, of deferred salary. Now, last season. It took 16% to, to continue the season and reopen things in the bubble. Now the, the, the league's asking the players to take another 10%. So it's 26% of their salary being deferred over the next two seasons, over this last season and this season coming up. That's become kind of a major talking point. Um, you also got the, the Canadian teams, the seven Canadian teams. Uh, they're discussing whether or not they're going to have them stay in Canada and just have their own division. And when the border opens back up, they can cross and play playoffs, play uh, the playoffs with the, with realigned divisions. And there's also the trouble with depth in terms of the American Hockey League, which is basically AAA for hockey. They're not starting till February 5th. And then the lower levels, the AA, the ECHL, only 19 of their teams are going to have seasons this year. And one division altogether has said we're not we're going to suspend play and we're going to enter play next year. So Corey. Going into this season in flux, I mean, what's your thoughts on this? Like, what what do you do? You think the season starts on January first? Are they going to wait again and have a, and have another shortened season uh, to go for you know for this season? And what's your what's your feelings on it? You know, last year the NHL really took the lead in the whole COVID situation um, mm-hmm. with getting the league. Uh, are getting that sport up and going again. They they kind of took the lead. NBA follows suit. The Major League Baseball eventually follows suit with the playoffs being at uh, neutral sites and having a bubble. Um, I don't understand. 
you know, I, I get the, uh, you know, telling the players to take, you know, more of a cut in salary. Um, if I were the NHL, I'd be doing bubbles again. I would do maybe four or five of them or six of them um, and try to get this so you, you can get through a full season. Maybe you do, you know, you, you have these guys play, you know, I don't know, 40 games, and then you, you know, have them leave for a couple weeks, COVID test, come back, play another 40 games, and do the playoffs. I mean, there's got to be a better way of of doing this. I mean, every, everything is just really, really um, just feels like unorganized with the NHL right now, where they were organized before. And, yeah. you know, if you start to, you know, you know, play, have Canadian teams just playing in Canada, and and you know the NHL. I mean, like you were saying about the 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 feeder programs, um, the you know the AHL, the e- ECHL. Um, you're going to see a lot more injuries, I think, this year because these players are going to be coming off the street cold. Yes, you're going to have bubbles and you're going to have reserves and they're going to be practicing. But if you need, if you're an organization and you need to go deep in your organization to bring players up, you're not going to. They're not going to be game ready. They're going to be basically practice ready. So the quality of play I think is going to suffer. Um, I, I just, I think that you need to do the bubble thing again. I, and that's how I, I, they did a great job with it last year, but I think you need to say, okay, these six teams are going to play in this bubble. These six teams are going to play in this bubble. These six are going to play in this bubble. These six and just have a round Robin play. You know what I'm saying? I, I think right. that's what works best. Um, as far as the, 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 the money, Again, it's it, you're talking about billionaires dealing with millionaires. Um, it, it's one of those things where, if with how everything is going on in the world, I get people are struggling, but let's be realistic here: people that are making millions of dollars a year, and, and some NHL players don't make millions of dollars a year, but we have a lot of players who are making million dollars a year. For them to take a you know, if you're making 10, you know, let's say you're making a million dollars a year, you take a 26% pay cut. That's, you're going to make $740,000 a year. Is it going to make that much of a difference between, you know, your, your, you know, your, your lifestyle? I don't think it will. And I think, again, it goes back to players being greedy. It was the same thing with baseball. You know, players are, people are being greedy. You know, you, I get that you deserve what you deserve if you've earned it, but at the same time, it, this is an unprecedented time we're in. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at ESPN. Um, Greg, Greg Wachiski and uh, Emily Kaplan wrote a double teamed on an article about what the NHL season might look like if we have just one division of just Canadian teams and then the rest of the division. So Canada, the Canadian teams, uh, you know, Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, Winnipeg. The East division would be Boston, Buffalo, Carolina, New Jersey, both New York teams, Philly, and Washington. Central would be Chicago, Columbus, Detroit, Florida, Florida, Nashville, Pittsburgh, St. Louis, and Tampa. And then finally the West, Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, Los Angeles, Minnesota, San Jose, and Vegas. It's a weird alignment. This is a weird alignment. <laughs> Somebody needs to look at a map. I know. <laughs> Did they, I can understand. I, I can understand Nashville being the central because it's just barely across the, the 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 dividing line between the east and central time zones. But having Pittsburgh and Columbus and Detroit 
back in the I mean Detroit and Columbus would be back in the central technically because they had because of expansion they you know they, they switched over they would switch over to the uh, eastern division the eastern conference but but yeah Florida and Tampa and the central yikes <laughs> yikes is the word yeah and they're still debating on whether or not they're going to have fans I, I don't I think it depends on the state which state you're you know you're going to have fans in right now New York is 10 fans oh, in the stands. 10 fans only in the stands and and Cuomo stickers on every every pane of uh every pane of the plexiglass. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also yeah, no. a debate whether and there's also the debate whether or not they can take the vaccine. Cuz the vaccine's supposed to come out, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Hi, I'm Maria and I'm Mike and we're team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. All right, so we're going to move on to college hockey, and Corey wanted to bring this up because we talked, we touched upon it last week about a couple of uh, local teams here in the upstate New York area, uh, RPI and Union. They announced that they canceled their seasons, and uh, our, our lone professional hockey team, our minor league team, the Adirondack Thunder, they also announced they would be postponed. They would be uh, they would be suspending their season in 2020-2021. So there was something that happened. This afternoon, Corey, you want to share about it and just talk about that a little bit with uh, 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 one of Union's Union College's key players announcing that he's going, he wants to go elsewhere. So, I mean, in Ryan, we both met him. We met him, it was about two, three years ago we met him. We did an interview yeah. with him for uh, when we were doing Broken Bat. Yep. Um, uh, Darian Hansen, he's been the goalie at Union College for, the, I think, the past three, four years, uh, or three years. He's going into his senior year and he just, um, opted to go into the uh the um uh transfer portal um so i mean there's a lot of reasons players are going to do this we're hoping to get one, uh a current college hockey player on we can ask him some questions about that um we have an interview lined up right now um but you know darian was always a really good goalie i mean union's program has kind of taken a nosedive the last few years um especially after when the national championship back in 2013 2014 but they're still reaping all the rewards of those recruits they were bringing in i think one of those recruits was darian hansen he's from minnesota solid goaltender but you have to think about these players in college hockey right now and they're this is where it's kind of unfair and it's really not doing justice to your student athletes at your school a lot of the Midwest schools are playing right now, um, and a, a lot of basically a lot of schools outside of New York are playing. And these players, like Hanson, who I would say is a borderline, um, he's probably going to be a professional hockey player, if not in the AHL, the ECHL. I mean, who knows? He could go to the NHL eventually one day, but. If you're not playing right now and you're a borderline player to make it to the pros, you're not doing yourself any justice. You're not getting out there. You're not being showcased. Right. You, the only way scouts are going to see you is if you're playing. And if you're not playing, then you, ca you can't get seen and you can't get those looks from scouts. So I completely support his decision to leave. 
because he's got to get seen. And he's a Minnesota kid. There's a lot of schools out there he could go to um, and play and get significant playing time and get, get get looks. I'm actually shocked that I haven't seen a lot more players like this do this. Um, I mean, Union, you know, goalies are one of those things where they have a few different goalies in you know who are going to be able to step in. Uh, I don't think they had one in their recruiting class this year. But again, if – one leaves via the transport portal. One could come in via the transfer portal. I mean, that's just how it is. But um, I'm shocked that I haven't seen any more players locally leave um, yet. But again, he, he, you have to do it if you have aspirations. You go to college to get an education, but for many of these players, it's to make it to the pros. And you have to do what's best for you to get you to that next level. And I think this was his best decision. No, I, I, I would completely understand if uh, – I if- if you want to transfer now, I've, here's my question: If they go into the transfer the transfer portal, are they still eligible to play this year, or will they have to skip a year, skip the rest of this year, and play next year? Would, would the eligibility still be intact uh, for this year uh, if they go to the transfer port? If they go in the transfer portal, I'm pretty sure because of the COVID restriction or the COVID situation, I think they're allowed to play this year. I'm pretty positive about that. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Minnesota having a, a glut of college hockey. They've got – let's see. Let's look at the colleges. So they got Minnesota Duluth. I think they won the national championship two years ago because they didn't have the Frozen Four this past year. Minnesota State, obviously UM, Bemidji State, and St. Cloud State. So that's like five, sco- that's like five schools yep. that could – if they need a goalie or they need some depth in net and go out and grab a kid who is who's experienced. He's got – Three years of experience in net, yeah, and 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 like I said, I'm just shocked that we haven't seen more. And and and, and here's where the unfair advantage goes in: it's two for recruiting. So if you're a prospective junior player, high school player, and you're looking to go to a college right now, you're not seeing RPI, you're not seeing Union, you're not seeing any of the Ivy League schools play. You're you're watching these other schools, and that gives those other schools a distinct advantage to get some of these players. Yeah, oh, I forgot um, Bemidji. I forgot Bemidji State. Forgot you did say. That. I thought you said you did say Bemidji State. No, I said Minnesota State. No, you said Bemidji State too. Oh, okay. What yeah. if I did? Yeah, you're you're on it, Ryan. Confidence. You were there. Confidence. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a sinister laugh I just gave, but. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I just think that you know I, I I will I would assume I would think that we're going to see some more of this, some players, especially in the state of New York, um, transferring out. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of those kids, these kids from state of New York, they can play in Vermont, they can play in Maine, they can play in Rhode Island, they can play in Massachusetts. Like those are the schools that are nearest to uh, to New York where they can play. You can't play right now. You can't play at RPI, you can't play at Union, uh, you can't play at Cornell, uh, any of the minor league schools. I mean, Pro- I think Providence College is still playing there, but they're in Hockey East, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh, yeah. So um, I think QPAC is still playing, Quinnipiac still playing, um, Robert Morris is still playing. I mean, I don't know how many Atlantic hockey teams are playing. Um, I don't know Army if Rochester's is. playing. What's that? Army, Army is. Yeah, well, Army's gonna, <laughs> Army's going to play no matter what. <laughs> But actually, funny story. We we had a chance to visit their campus a couple of years when we were at uh, uh, for for Broken Bat a few years ago. That that's a that's a fantastic facility. And yeah, it was fun. It was a fun. Time. Coach Riley, Coach Riley was a was top notch. He's a good guy. 
Liked yeah, him. he is. Yeah, yeah. Liked him he's a lot. Been there, he's been there for like 20-something years. Dang, dang. Well, hopefully, you know, hopefully we'll get the chance to, you know, if we get some – if we have these restrictions left, that we can go see a hockey game. <laughs> down, yeah, I know. That was point. Maybe he goes to take some pictures. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. We're going to move on from college hockey. Uh, normally, this would be for our pop culture corner. We would have the Mando Minute with the Mandalorian season uh, season two underway. But we're going to talk about Thanksgiving. Uh, Thursday is Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday because you get to eat. You get to, be, you get to count your blessings. You get to eat food, good food, and you get to watch football and take a nap. It's a great day. <laughs> In what order? In what order? Uh, count your blessings. Football. Actually, I would, I would I sandwich in the food between two games, the two games like of football, and then after football, uh, maybe take a nap. You know, yeah, I, I I do like two or three naps usually. Dang, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of turkey you're eating. <laughs> yeah, so we're gonna do our Thanksgiving food power rankings. I figure we do a, a, a top five, uh, counting right. down from five. So Corey, why don't you take? The, why don't you go ahead? Because uh, you give me the chance to give me. To, to uh, go first on our top five of, of Halloween movies, uh, I'll give you the lead. I'll, I'll let you take the lead here for your top five food for Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, I would probably I, – I would go ma- – my number five would probably be mashed potatoes. Always good mashed okay. potatoes. I'm not talking like, you know – you know, the the uh, powdered stuff where you mix the, the water in, in it and you stir it and it gets, you know, hard. No, I'm talking like mashed potato. And by the way, my wife had wrist surgery this past week so or last week. So I have to help make Thanksgiving dinner this year. So okay. it'll be it's going to be an adventure. It's going to be like a Mando adventure. I'm going to have <laughs> a, the child next to me, my son, and nice. we're going to be like um, – so Make I sure you don't eat everything on the <laughs> – <laughs> before it gets the table. So I would say I would say mashed potatoes. And then for appetizers, I, I would have an appetizer in there. I'd probably have um you know what I like? I think it's port wine, that cheese, you know what I'm talking about? It's like uh it's like a cheese and it's got like almonds around it. Tell me you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. You put it on crackers. Or, okay. Yeah. Okay. I see where so, you're going. Do, do I have to meet you at Hannaford later and we can go, we can <laughs> do a supermarket sweep? <laughs> I, just, I didn't think about it for a while. <laughs> the port wine. Um, so that's number, uh, that's number three. Um, number four, or number, you know, it was number four. Number three would probably be, I would go dessert. I would probably go pumpkin pie. I mean, I like apple pie too, but I really, pumpkin pie is growing on me. Uh, number two is, is stuffing. Now hear, now hear me out with my, the stuffing. So my mother-in-law makes a really good stuffing and my wife has, she does a pretty good job of it. She doesn't think she does, but she really does. Mm-hmm. It's a stuffing and it has two ingredients that you don't traditionally put in with stuffing, sausage and apples. Okay. Yep. Yep. Kind no, of a, my, my sister-in-law makes the stuffing on Thanksgiving. I won't be going to her house this year, but, um, my sister-in-law's sister makes a stuffing that has sausage in it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. And and my number one thing, and now th- you're going to think this is crossing borders here, so you're going to be like, mm. no, nah, I don't know about that. Power through it, Corey. <laughs> okay, a nice big glass of Hood Golden Eggnog. Interesting. That's usually a Christmas thing. 
I, I knew you were going to go there with it. It can when you get to Thanksgiving, eggnog can go from Thanksgiving all the way to New Year's. Okay. See, I, I'm not an eggnog person. Really? Um, no, I I've, actually I don't think I've ever had eggnog. Are you serious? How can you not have ever had eggnog? Dude, I'm a late bloomer in life. You know, I'm late to uh, everything. Uh, I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> uh, a, a half dozen of duck donuts and some eggnog. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wash it down with the eggnog. Wash it down with the eggnog. All right. All right. So here's my top five. My number five is stuffing. Number four, we're going with desserts here too. So they figured, all right. So you went with desserts. I'll go with dessert for number four: chocolate cream, chocolate cream pie. Ooh. We talking like yeah. Edward Edward's chocolate cream pie or just? I'm talking, I'm talking like homemade. Okay, homemade. Okay, like my, um, my, my mom. I mean, yeah, Marie Callender's Edward's cream chocolate cream pie. You know, all right, homemade. all right. Let's hear it Either way, That's, anyway. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Either way. So number three, turkey. The main, which is the main, which is the 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 primary course of the of the uh, of the meal, the primary, the star of the show. Uh, make a good turkey and now. I've had a couple of years ago. I had my first smoked turkey for Thanksgiving. My brother made it, and it was it was really good. Number two, biscuits slash rolls. Like if you know how to make a really good homemade biscuit, like I'm yours. <laughs> I'll be at your house every day expecting them. But yeah, home home handmade biscuits or rolls. And my number one is mashed potatoes. You know, as as a guy of I'm I'm of Irish Irish lineage. Obviously, we gotta have our potatoes, you know. And mashed potatoes, you know. My mom would make the when we were growing up. We our first, our first Thanksgiving in New York was 1985, and I remember it so distinctly because my grandparents were here for their first Thanksgiving at, at our new house. Because we do moved up here from New Jersey, the Jets played the Lions and got whooped because <laughs> you know it's the Jets, and it snowed that day. We got a foot of snow. On Thanksgiving Day in 1985, but my mom, when she made when she would make Thanksgiving dinner, she always made homemade mashed potatoes. Yeah, homemade is the way to go. Butter, yeah, salt and the butter, and you whip it, whip those potatoes, or mash them up. Where I was, you know, I'll be completely honest with you, and I hope my wife does not hear me say this, but I, (laughs) I, I was, I was in college and I was dating a girl and it was like my only Thanksgiving that I think I was not with family yet. and I was dating a girl and we went to her grandparents house and they had Thanksgiving and I'm not a big I don't like eating other people's food it's got to be like my family made it or my wife made it or something like that but at the time my I would just you know my mom was always making Thanksgiving dinner and I went to these people's house and I didn't really know anybody and they and this is why I bring up mashed potatoes the mashed potatoes were boxed. All right. They were the powder. I knew I I could tell oh, because no. they were so they were so runny. And and uh, these people were like, you know, and and it was I'm like just porridge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like so so um, I, you know, they're they're passing the food around and everybody is being complimentary about like the food. And I'm it comes to me and I'm like, you know. Hey, you know, like, well, and I'm like, oh, it, it's it it's really good. It's really good. And I I, I don't think I I pulled it off. I don't think I was very convincing. It was, <laughs> it was one of those. It was you, it was, you you never took any acting classes, did you? <laughs> I, honestly, you could you could have probably drank the mashed potatoes. That's oh, oh yeah, it was pretty oh. it was pretty sludgy. So drinkable mashed potatoes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> so bad. So bad. All right. So Thanksgiving is this Thursday. Folks, count your blessings. Be thankful for what you have, especially in 2020. Yeah. For the food on your table, for the roof over your heads. Be thankful. For fo- also for football because there's three football games that day. Uh, all right. So, Corey, I got to have a rant. It's rant time. Before we, before we close things up, it's rant time. It's rant time. And speaking of 2020, 2020 has given us and given us and taken away a lot of things this year. For what it's given us, it's given us the Australian wildfires, the pandemic, murder hornets, a complete space case selected to the White House. Yep. It's also taken away a lot of things. I missed out on my my on an appropriate graduation ceremony because I finally graduated from college. I missed out on a beach vacation. I missed out on time at the gym because we closed the gyms for six months. 2020, but regardless, 2020 has not broken me. I will not remain, I will not be broken by 2020. That is until last week. Last week, Pepsi, God bless them, sent out a tweet on social media asking people for their, quote, baking failures. The best baking failures got a reward. And what was that reward? Limited edition Pepsi flavor, apple pie. Apple pie Pepsi. Now, I understand flavoring your sodas. Like I'm fine with cherry. Cherry, actually, cherry Coke, cherry Pepsi. That's my favorite flavor. If I have a soda which is kind of rare these days. I'm able to do like once a week, I'll have, I'll treat myself to a cherry Coke or a cherry Pepsi. I'm fine with vanilla. I'm super fine with cherry vanilla. Those flavors are banging, (laughs) but apple pie, really apple pie. I mean, it's apple pie flavored Pepsi is proof that we're straying further and further away from God's God's light. It's not enough that we have hard seltzer invading the beer market at a rapid pace, but now we have apple pie Pepsi. Twenty twenty has officially broken me. What are they? What are they going to come up with next? Uh, pecan pie. I perish the thought. <laughs> pe- 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 pecan pie Coke. Yeah. You you know, Coca Cola is based in Atlanta. I'm pretty sure when you I, they wouldn't put it past you to say, hey, pecan pie pe- pecan pie Coke. That's not bad. Idea. Well, you think about you think about Pepsi though, Pepsi, and you know I'm my career is in the beverage industry. Yes, um, you are in the soft drink industry. Yes, um, we're not in the soft drink industry. Let's not go with that. We're oh, a little energy bit drink. We're, Sorry, yeah, energy, energy drink. Um, but I mean, look at last year. Uh, um, Pe- uh, Pepsi owns Mountain Dew. They came out with candy corn. Their voodoo was candy corn Mountain Dew. And this Ugh. year, the voodoo—I forgot what the voodoo was this year. It was like it tasted like a grape skittle or something. But I mean, you know, you, you look at some of these flavors, and people are just kind of going off the deep end. Like, hey, how crazy can we get? Like, uh, with flavors, I'd be interested to taste that, just to taste it and see what it tastes like. And then, you know, obviously, I don't think it's going to be great, but you never know. I mean, um, companies always seem to come out with these. You know, they just make a concoction and people love it. And then they're like, Oh, why'd you get rid of that? So it's I bet like, I know what it would taste like. It would taste like sugary regret. That's what it would taste like. <laughs> I'm going to make that our title episode this week. <laughs> sugary regret. You, oh. put, you, you, you could, you could do an a la mode. You could put some, 
ice cream. It'd be an a la mode float, you know? Oh, oh no. Now it's just getting away from us. <laughs> All right. So I think it's going to do it for this episode of No Credentials Required. Again, we are part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Go to our social accounts. We're on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash belly up sports NCR. Uh, we've actually, I've actually gone ahead and changed the name of our Twitter handle. It was no creds R E Q D. It is now belly up NCR. So it's a lot easier to find now on, on Twitter. And we've got a number of podcasts available on the belly up sports podcast network. Let's, I'm going to give a shout out to chair Gaten. If you're a NASCAR racing fan, chair Gaten is the podcast for you it's dedicated to motorsport fans who always enjoy a good race a good laugh and most importantly a good place to sit and relax they're mainly focused on nascar but they're not afraid to dive into sprint cars late models indycar and any form of american motorsports i'm surprised they're not covering formula one uh it's hosted by our guy rattlesnake he's, he's located in austin texas uh, and his favorite sport in NASCAR was extremely lacking in a f- alternative alternative media coverage as well as millennial voices in it. You know, it was continually continuously rotating incredible guests from around the racing industry. Every episode is packed with updates, predictions, and hot takes. So if you're a sports racing fan, if you're a car racing fan, especially NASCAR, go on and check out Chairgaten. It's available on our podcast network. Uh, again, just look it up, bellyupsports.com. Look under podcasts and all of our all of our podcasts are right there. We got many more podcasts coming up coming up on the way. Uh, we're gonna have our appropriate we're gonna have an appropriate hockey podcast coming very soon. Uh, we just added a few more podcasts. To, uh, I'm gonna give you some of these uh, some of these uh, titles: uh, Two Drunk Brothers and a Podcast, uh, True De- Degenerates, Takes on Tap, and The Fadeaway. So. Lots of podcasts join the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We're going to wrap things up here. So, Corey, do you have any last words? Yeah, real quick. One last little thing. Um, you know, we're going to the ho- uh, Thanksgiving. Still have Halloween candy here. Reached to the bottom of the bowl where all the crap candy was and pulled out some fruit roll-ups. Fruit roll-ups are awesome. That they are. That they are. Did, did it, did it, was it, I'm surprised it wasn't packed in any lunches. So, no, tro- tro- it was like a tropical fruit. I just reached down there, grabbed it. I was like, huh, I haven't had one of these in 20 years, and they were awesome. Awesome. All right. So with that being said, we're going to wrap things up here for, for No Credentials Required. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you in the media booth. Intro and outro music is On The Verge by Joseph McDade. Check out his music and support him on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Thank you for listening to No Credentials Required, powered by Belly Up Sports and a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. For more articles and podcasts, visit bellyupsports.com. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.